We're here starting your day right with Marketing Espresso, your marketing caffeine hit of the day. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Marketing Espresso. I hope that you are well today. I'm great. I'm excited that you have chosen to listen to this podcast and pop me back in your ears again for another week, maybe twice this week. Who knows? I'm sure I hear some of you get back to me and say that you just binge listen to a whole bunch of episodes at once. So if you do that, thank you. Once again, I appreciate you. And I would love you to reach out with any suggestions that you'd like me to talk about. Or of course, leave me a review and rating. That helps me spread my message to more people and be in service of more people and help more people with their marketing because we know there's a lot of interesting messages out there these days. So I would like to be the voice of change for marketing and hopefully change your opinion about marketeers if you've, you know, got a negative one, which quite a few people do. But anyway, back into today's episode, I have got an amazing guest uh, who has been on the show before. She is a trainer in one of my favorite platforms if we're talking social media. As you all know, LinkedIn, I don't need to plug it anymore. You guys know that I love it, Uh, especially if you follow me on socials, you know that it is my social media platform of choice. And I think I've convinced a lot of people to change. So sorry about that if you're a content contributor, because that good old 1% has probably now lifted to at least 10% of people on the platform are, you know, writing content frequently. But it's really good because it's, you know, it's thought-led content and it's great to get other people's opinions on how things are going. So anyway, let me get you into today's episode. As an early adopter of LinkedIn, Karen Tisdall recognized the platform's potential when working as a recruiter. For seeing the importance of how business leaders are perceived online, Karen began her LinkedIn profile writing business in 2009. A decade on, she is ranked as one of the top independent LinkedIn trainers across Asia Pacific and has been recognized by LinkedIn as a top voice for having produced some of the most popular and helpful content. A guest writer for various publications, Karen facilitates LinkedIn sales training for some of the biggest companies across Australia, all while writing profiles for individuals who want to grow their small business. I hope you love today's episode. Reach out. You can find all Karen's details in the show notes. Karen, thank you so much for coming back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I love our chats and I love your work on the podcast. Podcasts oh. are never something I take for granted. There are a lot of effort. So I'm, I'm doing the easy stuff here. You're doing the heavy lifting. Thank so. you. I do. I do love, to be honest, this is my favorite part of my job. It's love like, that. It's like my passion work. If I could just talk all day and talk to brilliant people, I mean, what a dream come true, right? What a dream come true. That's how (laughs) I feel. So I'm privileged to be with you and be with your audience as well, you know? People's attention is never something I take for granted. No, it's so true. And I always say that at the start of an episode, how grateful I am that they tune in because there's so many podcasts out there these days. So it is a blessing that they choose this one. So today I've got you back on to talk all things LinkedIn profile. Yes. Because this is your zone of genius, is it not? Yeah, it is my zone of genius. I'm struggling with the genius word, but it really is because there are a lot of LinkedIn experts out there. We had a great response to the last podcast and it's great that people are taking action on their LinkedIn profile, uh, LinkedIn activity. But if you're going to attend a networking event, you need to make sure you've got your clothes on and you're looking all right. And (laughs) I think of LinkedIn as a networking event, right? Mm. You know, we discussed last episode how you can search for anybody. You can put yourself in faith's path. You know, you can build those relationships online. And we talked about how to do that. But what happens when they look at your profile and they're a bit unimpressed? (laughs) (laughs) You know, what if the emperor is wearing their clothes? You know, you need to put on your best suit if you're going to a networking event. It's your first impression, right? 
Yeah. And I think it's really fascinating because I did this, I went to some big conference last year at the end of the year. And one of the things I do as I'm at the conference, they give you a book with everyone's details. And one of the things I like to do is go and connect with everyone that I obviously managed to connect with face-to-face, but the people that I didn't, I always send them a little note being like, hey, so sorry, we didn't connect face-to-face or maybe we just walked past each other, but you know, we'd love to connect here further. I do that on LinkedIn because that's my platform of choice. Go on there and I'm not even joking. I think it was probably a solid 70% of the people at the conference didn't have LinkedIn or if they did, they didn't even have a photo of themselves on their profile and they just had like potentially out of you know jobs that they'd had years ago and and they I just I actually put a call out because I was a Facebook group for the event. I did like a, a 10 minute long video because I was like guys why are we not using our LinkedIn? Like what? Wow. Yeah it was really? quite yeah photos. Now I know a lot of people who tune into this are you know marketers and I know a lot of people I know a lot of, I know you're going to cringe, but I know a lot of people look up to you. Was it a marketing conference by chance? No, it was a a business conference. So it was like, it was a a women in business essentially conference. And there was like, you know, a lot of really smart women, a lot of women that have built very successful, like seven figure businesses that yeah, don't even have a LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I know there's a lot of, a lot of women do talk about Instagram, but I just think there's not that two-way communication on Instagram and you can't see who's following you. But anyway, I'm not not here to sort of bag out um Instagram and Facebook. Although we could we could do another episode on that just to say <laughs> uh, <laughs> I agree, I agree. If you like one of those. <laughs> but um, so when it comes to profile, I think it's of course it's important to have a profile photo. It's also really important to have a background banner, the bit that sits behind your profile. And if, you, if you're thinking, what is she talking about? If you haven't done anything, it's just a big grey box. And it's such a great branding opportunity, mm. isn't it, Beck? Yeah. You, know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, you can have your logo up there. If your company name is, you know, I don't know, McPherson's, and you're going, I don't know what McPherson's do. Like, are they a trucking company? Do they sell widgets? Are they a services business? Are they a law firm? Like, you've got no idea what McPherson's is. Just a couple of words on what they do, and you can even get, images from Shutterstock or free images that encapsulate what you do. You know, mm. take a picture of your team, you know, that would be really nice. Or take a picture of your workplace or, you know, something that humanizes what you do and how you do it. Remembering it's got to be audience focused. That's um, a cool idea. I hadn't even thought of the workspace photo idea. That's a really good one. I like that. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, for some of your clients, uh, some of your listeners who run larger businesses, the competition for talent from what I'm hearing from my clients who run larger businesses is just so fierce that having so having a, a picture of all of your team, you might go, oh my gosh, but then what if they all leave? That's fine if some of them leave because you've still got a picture there that just puts out the vibe, you know, mm. and if you can have a picture of people actually in the doing, like having a, uh, you know, if they're a law firm, having a mock consult with a client have a picture that lets people actually visualize what it is you do. Oh, right. I get that. And the headline, the bit that sits underneath your name, we've now got 220 characters there. And when I look at a lot of people's profiles, it's rare these, not, I wouldn't say it's rare. It's not as common to just see people's job title in that Mm -hmm. section. You're now, people have woken up to the fact that you can put descriptions of what it is you do and the benefit to the audience in that. 
But it's been a couple of years now that we've had 220 characters and people are not maximising that, perhaps because they think, I don't want to write a whole war on peace. But when people search for your skills or you comment on a post and your headline pulls attention to your profile, people click on your profile because they're intrigued by your headline. When you've written all of your headline and you've filled it out with lots of keywords, you've given people an opportunity at a glance to know who you are and what you do and what you stand for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I mean, I've updated. I've had a few reiterations of mine (laughs) trying to like make it more, I guess, catchy and also, but not even catchy, but just really talk to what it is that I do so that, you know, if my ideal client lands on me, they're like, yeah, we actually need her in the business. Yes. And I think you changed yours last year, didn't you? Because didn't you have something about the podcast or something was at, up the front of your headline and now you've got strategists there. And I think yeah. I think you've actually front loaded your headline. So, and what I mean by that is a lot of people will write, you know, founding director of name of business. Well, um, how does that actually describe the problems more mm. than what you do? I had this big, long, even as a LinkedIn profile writer, years ago, I had this long, lengthy explanation for what I did that was around personal branding. When I just thought, I'm just going to keep it simple, and I wrote LinkedIn profile writer, and then I wrote all these other words around how many recommendations and awards and stuff. But when I switched the first few words, LinkedIn profile writer, people were like, oh, yeah, okay, that's what she does. <laughs> you yeah. know, you've got to keep it simple. Yeah, mine, was, mine yeah. literally says, and I just opened it up then because I was like, oh, I haven't looked at mine in a while. It just says marketing strategist and consultant. Yeah. And then it says, then I've got host of the podcast, Marketing Espresso, speaker, specializing in B2B service-based businesses. Yeah. And so if you wanted to amp up your speaking, let's just say you did, you can flip the order of that, you Mm -hmm. know? So, you know, late this year, sort of September, October, when everybody's lining up their speakers for 2024. Can I talk about 2024 already? Um, (laughs) You're like, whoa, (laughs) you know, then you might want to flip the order of it. Yeah. But you want to front load it. And that about section, I think it's so important in your about section to talk with your audience, not at your audience. I love this. You taught me this last time I was in a masterclass of yours and you spoke about making it for the people that land on your page rather than, hey, I'm Beck, I'm the best, blah, 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 and actually going and and kind of solving their problems almost in that. Yes. I know it sounds really harsh, but the moment I read a LinkedIn profile that starts with I am, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's boring. Now I need to know what mine starts yeah, I'm with. sure, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sure yours would not say I am. Um, got, thanks for dropping by. Yeah, thanks for dropping by. So I really love something that starts a, an about section that starts with a profile. Uh, it starts with a question, sorry. So, um, so thanks for stopping by. It really suits your sort of chatty, conversationalist, very approachable manner. Are you struggling with your marketing strategy? It's hard to know how to get it right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many different platforms. There's so many different channels and ideas and techniques. What one's going to be right for your B2B business? Reach that. out, you know, da, da, da. So when you start with a whole load of questions, you are putting into a profile, you, 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 are you struggling with, are you, then it's not about, I've just walked up to somebody in a networking event and gone, hi, 
my name's Fred Smith and I do this and let me tell you how wonderful I am and da da da. And once I finish talking about me, I'd like to hear what you think about me. You know, like that's what we don't want to be, right? Yeah. So it's nice to start with something that's about the other person as you have done. Or you're going to change this before this podcast gets released now, aren't you? Everyone, go check out Beck Chapel's <laughs> podcast episode. 100%. I'm like, that's brilliant. I'm sorry. This is great. This is just educational for me. <laughs> Love that. But also, you know, you could also start with a sentence that you know your ideal audience would agree with. You know, you don't want to be all things to all people. So, mm. you know, something that is quite sort of philosophical or that, is quite combative, you know. Is a all AI, you know, um, bad? You know, I think no, 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 not I think, but you know what I mean. Like sort of yeah. something that is, you know, tell people why you do what you do, the problems you love solving, and have a call to action in your about section. I think a lot of people don't do that, and the yeah. experience sections as well. Like a lot of people, they haven't set up a company page, they don't have a logo in there. I love my experience section because I actually put, I don't know if this is right or wrong and like this is probably good feedback for everyone listening too. In my experience section, I've actually put under the jobs that I have, and I did this even when I was looking for jobs like prior to running my own business, I always put my greatest achievements. So people can go there straight away and see data on what I've done for that business because obviously data-driven marketing is one of my things. People know that generally so they can go and they can actually look at the results I've gotten for people. It's harder, obviously, now being in my own business to put everyone's results in there. But as you know, when I was employed, I found that that was uh, it really worked for me. I had a lot of people comment on it too. Yeah, I think that's great. I don't think you need the words greatest achievements. Mm. Um, and I love an experience section that unless it's your current business, that is past tense. And what I love about past tense as opposed to an indefinite tense, which is develop, current tense, developing, still in motion, still happening. Mm. Um, when you say developed, I've done it. I'm a safe pair of hands. Um, you know, I'm not initiating. I'm not driving. I've initiated. I've driven. I've achieved. Mm. You know what I mean? Language. So I, it's so important, isn't it? It's so important. And it's so important even though we're not scrutinising every profile and possibly not even really, and it hurts me as a profile writer to say this, possibly not even reading. We're skimming. But people actually, they don't, when they're skimming profiles, they're feeling the words. Mm. They're making assumptions at a very quick rate of speed around whether you can help them or not. So you want to be past tense. You want to be that safe for the current role. You want to be that safe pair of hands. You want it to put in, as you say, some data, substantiate the difference you make. And in your current experience for your business, you really want to talk about the benefit, you know, what other clients have found and what you do and how you do it. Mm. And I think in your experience section, you've earned the right to sell. So in your about section, that's where you share what your business does, but you share why you lead that business, why you started that business, what you do and and who you are and what your values are and what your your, uh, talents, you know, what you mean for your talent, how you look after your people. You want to be showing who you are in your about section, but in your experience section, that's where you can go hard in talking about the difference you deliver. So it's still very you-focused, still very customer-focused, as yours wonderfully is, your experience section is. 
but you've earned the right to sell. So, yeah. you know, are you ready to do this? And again, put your contact details in there. You want to flatten the path to purchase. Yeah, make it as easy as possible. And also, I love the idea that people are scrolling to get a feel for you because it really comes down to that whole personal brand. Like this is the perfect place to build your personal brand. This is exactly where someone can go, more so than an Instagram feed. Like honestly, because this is I find you would get more of a feel about someone, their essence, what they do, who they are from their LinkedIn profile than you could ever get from a perfectly curated Instagram feed. So, And you can also find out who do you know in common? Yeah. Um, what university did they go to? What city do they live in? Yeah. Um, where did they used to live from their work experiences? What companies did they used to work for? And so... And so much of that is visual on LinkedIn with with logos and the like. So it's really easy to get a feeling for somebody on LinkedIn so quickly. Yeah, it is. So, you know, it, you'd be crazy not to be researching your clients on this platform and not to appreciate that they are researching you. Years ago, I remember my dad going to car yards and he would go to car yards and he'd stand there while the, the car salesperson tried to sell him the car. My father would stand there with a very sort of sceptical look on his face and say, yes, but it doesn't do this, does it do that, you know, and then um, he would go and take the car for a, a test drive while, you know, mum and I stood there with my brother and, you know, and he'd take it for a test drive and come back. Nowadays, my husband, who shares my love, my dad's love of cars, my husband knows all about the car he's going to buy before he's even got to a showroom. Mm. You know, he knows more about it than the salesperson does. He's already done a virtual test drive. He already knows how fast it can get and whether it can do this or that, or he's done all the research. Buyers are very informed and they want information. So you are missing a big trick if you're not giving it to them. It's so true. And it's, it comes down to, um, I can't remember who's, I was in a masterclass once and, and the speaker was talking about how she was well known for her love of maybe giraffes or something like that. And she would put that into all her content, like not all the time, but it would sneak into her content and, you know, podcast episodes she did. And, and she said that the amount of people that would randomly send her giraffes because, or giraffe statues or figurines, and because there's so much information out there about us, like it's interesting. So many people will say to me, oh, your favorite color is purple. And I'm like, how do people know that? Of course, people know that. Like yeah. <laughs> every, my branding is purple. Like everything is purple or People come back to me and be like, oh, how's your dog going? And I'm like, oh, wow. So people know when my other dog passed away, it was like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about Alfie. Like, and it's so funny how we, we are giving people little nuggets about who we are, our lives, the things we like, what we like to work with. It was really curious how I've had a lot of people come to me and they're like, one of the things we love about you is that you really, um, you know, you're a cheerleader, you're really fun. And I'm like, how do they even get that vibe? But that's because, as you said, even in my content, because I'm writing it myself and it's it's so on brand, people already know what it's going to be like to to kind of work with me. And yeah. I think that's something that we can all bring out in our in our profiles. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we can share that stuff. And you know, when you talk about your dog and colors and things like that, there may be some business listeners today going, I don't really want to talk about that. And how is that client relative? You do want to put the stuff that is relevant to your clients that satisfies their pain and talks to their pain upfront, mm. but put the personal stuff at the end of your about. You know, we've got 220 characters in our headline. 
a lot of my clients, actually, I did one for, um, for somebody the other day. I was so much fun to write. And he is, uh, he's a medical professor. And we spoke about, uh, so I, I don't think he'll mind me talking about him. Uh, John Boyage, Boyages, B-O-Y-A-G-E-S, Professor John Boyages. And so I wrote his profile and we talked about how he was a medical oncologist and he was a, a multi-author and he was this and that. And we, uh, you know, he specializes in radiation and breast cancer. We spoke about all these things. And then at the very end, we'd like, okay, we've still got some more characters in your headline. We wrote Doting Grandfather. Aww. Exactly. See, everybody's going to read that <laughs> and go, or, yeah. you know, and so humanize yourself just at the end. It's important. I love that. Yeah. And it is because at the end of the day, and we see it in marketing all the time, and this is why business pages on LinkedIn don't do so well. It's because people want to connect with other people. So, you know, there is, I think that, and as soon as you see Doting Grandfather, of course, you're like, that's adorable, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know. And, and you know something about him and yeah. that connects us on a human level. So be human and post from your personal page and develop your personal page and and spend time on it. Give people the information. You know, remember that that thing about how we buy cars and how that's changed. You know, you can find out anything on the internet and people want to find out. They, mm-hmm. you know, if people are, if you're selling, something that's more than a $2 widget and it's it's an expensive service or it's a big product. People want to know that they're spending their money wisely and they need to know, like, and trust you. Yeah, so true. I love that, Karen. Well, once again, today you have gifted us so much information. Is there any final things you can, little, I guess, tips or tricks that you can say about profile writing that we can just quickly finish with? It's just one thing, and that is the featured section. People are still not using the featured section often. Yeah, right. And when they are using it, they're putting their posts there because LinkedIn keeps saying, oh, you're creating content. Would you like to add this to your featured? And you want to click on, no, I don't want to add it to my featured. Thank <laughs> you very much. Think about your website. Add that there. If you've got a video of you, you know, what working with me looks like video, put that there. So can uh, you upload that? organic like natively like it, it you don't it doesn't have to be a post oh so you can upload external links so if you've got a video um if you've got a website if you've got a website upload it to your linkedin profile in the featured section yeah, and if you're going featured what's she talking about just click on the add new profile section uh it's under recommended you'll see featured add your website there you know um give people more opportunities to find out more about you and and what you do. So add your website there, add your what working with me looks like video, you know, if you won a business award. Yeah, I love that. That is a great last piece of advice. Thank you so much, Karen. I know I'm going to go and work on my LinkedIn profile this afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Just freed up my diary. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I think, I hope everyone else is inspired to, you know, from both our episodes, be creating content, but also making sure your profile is a beautiful representation of who you are and and the work that you've achieved. So I love that. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll pop where to find you in the show notes, but just in case people don't like to read, where can they find you? Oh, geez, on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) How weird. On LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn. You'll find me as Karen Tisdale, T-I-S-D-E-L-L, Tisdale. And I do have lots of free resources, especially around building a profile. So, you know, reach out. And let me know if you'd like any guides on on how to. I've got lots and lots of 
details on on how to do that yourself if you want to tackle it yourself so and thank you so much for having me it's a big ask doing a a podcast and i'm sure i am a long way from being alone in being grateful that you turn up and do this so thank you thank you thank you so much much for joining me thanks everybody Mm -hmm.